Hello, I'm super excited about the topic today. I had the thought this week, I said, I'm going to talk to people about dreams. And so I've been so excited this week, I can't hardly stand myself. So I hope that there's a lot of value today in what I have to say for you. One of the things that when I meet with people, and it doesn't seem to matter whether it has been um, people that I was massaging, people that were in a Reiki class, people that were therapy clients, they were all impacted by dreams and they had a desire, sometimes a real anxiety about learning what they meant. And it really depends on how you look at dreams. For me personally, I really truly believe that they are a internal guidance system and that they speak to us in, in symbols. And one of the things that I have seen go on in a lot of the education for different flavors of um, counseling type providers is there's a real disparaging difference in how people are educated and what they mean. So my bachelor's degree is in counseling psychology and we invested quite a bit of time in learning about different theorists, psychological theorists, who believed that dreams had meaning. And one of the ones that really resonated deeply with me was Carl Jung. And if you are looking that up for the first time, it's J-U-N-G, but it's pronounced Jung, like Y-O-U-N-G. So Carl Jung, and he's my guy. He is my guy. A lot of what he has to say really resonates. He really thought that yoga was transformational, that dreams were, had a lot of value. And he said that dreams were a conversation between our ego and ourself. And so sometimes when these kind of float to the surface in, in nighttime when we're having a dream, it speaks to us in a language that really gets our attention. So, um, I think that there are really four kinds of dreams. There are warning dreams, direction dreams, prophetic dreams, and I think there's fear dreams. So I'm going to come back to that later on. One of the things that when I was first studying Carl Jung that he had to say that really resonated deeply with me is that the dream that you had, the earliest dream you can remember in your life, has a lot to do as does your first waking memory with your whole life's purpose. And so I've been contemplating that for years because it's very easy for me to remember this really weird dream that I had when I was about four. And I dreamt that I was in the basement of my um, first house that I lived in and it was completely spotlessly clean in there. And that my aunt was there and she had a beautiful dress that she wore to my cousin, her only son's, um, graduation. So my aunt in the celebration dress in the basement, and the basement was spotlessly clean. There wasn't anything in the basement, and it was uh, there wasn't a speck of dust anywhere. And then there was this huge spider. I'd always wondered at that dream. I would think about that for years and years and years, and I would say, what in the heck is this all about? Now I have a really good sense that any time I have a dream about a house, especially if it's a house that I've lived in in the past, it has to do with stages of my life. And so sometimes I'll dream that the house I live in now is part and parcel with a house that I used to live in or my grandparents' house or something like that. 
And so as it turns out, that is me piecing together the different aspects of timing in my life. But for now, I'm going to go back to the dream and just specifically talk about what that is. So the basement is your subconscious. That means that you and meant me in this case that I was going to be working on delving into the subconscious and my aunt was there. I have done a lot of work at looking at the ancestral connections to things and and patterns of family programming and, and those kinds of things. And I've definitely looked at the impact of how it's different to be a female in the family. So the um, subconscious, my aunt, and remember I said a spider. So Native Americans and those folks that look at the total meaning of things, there is a creation story and they call her grandmother spider and how we're all connected. And so, so many of the different things that I've done in life have to do with looking at how we are each and every one of us connected. So there's the spider, there's the subconscious, and there is the family programming. Oh my heavens. It's part, it's just everything that I've really taken a look at. And so if you do this for yourself, and, and it doesn't matter, there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's is one of the things that I often say. And there really truly isn't a wrong way to interpret your dream and you just look and you kind of pull it apart. And there's a lot of books out there. You can Google things on the internet. You just start where you're at with figuring it out. So, I suggest that dreams have a lot of value. I was not taught that in my um, master's program. They said all oh, dreams are just kind of something that happens. And I wanted to step on my desk and, and shout and shake my fist and all of the things. But at the end of the day, dreams are not meaningful for people that don't believe that there's meaning. And sometimes that takes a little bit of growth for people to see the value. And, and some of those folks, they don't believe that a lot of things in life have meaning. So the harder you try to convince somebody that something does mean something, the less successful you're going to be. So it's just better to, if you value it, great. And for those who don't value dreams, this is not going to be the podcast for you today. Down through history, there's a lot of record of people having dreams. My earliest contact with people having dreams that were meaningful was reading and hearing about Bible stories. There was Joseph in the Bible who interpreted a dream for a king, and there were seven fat cows that were healthy, and then there were seven lean cows. And what it was, was it was a predictive dream where God was conveying the message, hey, it's important for you, you're going to have seven really good years, sock away all of the grain that you can and all of the resources that you can because there's going to be seven lean years. And because Joseph was able to connect with the king about this, the kingdom was very well preserved and people came from all over the place to Egypt to talk to this king to get grain and and um, other resources. So there's that story. And then there was also the story of um, Jacob going up to heaven and he was being shown different things. So that was my earliest contact with dreams meaning something. 
and it resonated at a very deep level because I would have dreams that came true from a very early age. And so I didn't talk to people about that because I felt kind of wacko already and, and different. So I wasn't going to say, hey, do you have dreams that come true? And I didn't think too much about it. And I remember a professor in college and she was, as she was talking to us about the um, different dream types, she said that she herself had never had one. Because, of course, she said, well, how many people in here have ever had dreams that came true? And I don't remember if anybody else raised their hand or not, but I did have the courage to raise my hand. And she says, ah, it's just never happened to me. Well, by the end of the class, she had had one of those dreams, and she was shown specifically how she needed to handle a situation and specifically what to say. And she said, it just gave me so much peace that when I got to the situation... I knew exactly how to handle it, what to say, and what the outcome was going to be, so it made it easier to say the, the things that would have otherwise been pretty challenging. So I think for people that understand what the dream means, I think it can give us a lot of peace. I think sometimes we can have a lot of anxiety when we don't know what the message is and we don't know how to interpret it. And so, like I said, I would suggest you just grab a journal and it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Any old notebook is going to do. And just start journaling every single day as soon as you wake up. Any kind of thoughts, feelings, or any part of the dream that you remember. And really document as much of the dream as you can. I felt this way. I saw in bright colors. I saw in black and white. And you're going to begin to discern your own way of dreaming. And like I said, I started with the um, journaling and then I also I got myself a, a good book that really resonated with me. So when I opened up the dream dictionary and okay, shopping for shoes means this. Doing this means this. And it really started to help me understand some of the symbols. And then I think that it's pretty much across the board. Lots of times when we dream about a house, it's our life. When we dream about a car, it's our life path. And so however those things weave through, those things are pretty hard and fast for me personally play with it a little bit. Keep track of your own and and find a way to interpret it. It takes a little practice and sometimes asking a, a trusted friend or somebody that is a confidant and say, hey, you know, what do you think about um, this area of my life? What do you notice in regards to, and you can rattle off part of your dream. Lots of times people see, because remember, your dreams, is a they're a conversation between your ego and your subconscious. So they're things that are, you aren't quite aware of. So sometimes some of our friends are able to see some of the things that we don't have a conscious realization about. So, warning dreams. I think that like the um, story in the Bible where the um, Pharaoh was told by Joseph, hey, you need to stockpile. 
I think that sometimes those dreams come to us and sometimes they are things that we need to pray, pray for. Sometimes they are situations for loved ones around us. I don't think it does any good to tell anybody about these because in my experience, they're just for me personally to pray over that something different can happen. I ask for the highest and best or the most benevolent outcome. So that's how I handle a warning dream. A direction dream. I think sometimes we don't always notice when we are being given a direction dream. So for me personally, I anybody that knows me will be able to say, yes, Lisa is indeed very stubborn. I've seen it with my own eyes. I had a really bad experience with college when I was younger, and I was not keen on the idea of going back ever in my life. I, at the time, was pretty happy with the idea of just doing massages and, and those kinds of things for the rest of my life, raise my kids happily ever after the end, right? And yet, I kept having these dreams about going and returning to college. And it wasn't, in my mind, a straight line because I had started at one university and my dream always took me to that campus, but the buildings and the people were different. Notice the pattern? So I would have a dream when my husband and I first got married that I would walk into this man's class and he would tell me it's not time for you to be here and then when i had kids actually let me start um, i had one child and i would show up in his class with my one child and he says you've got no business being in my class with that child and then i would have two children it's not time for you to be here and then when my kids were old enough that they didn't need me right there, I showed up in the class and the guy would stop his class and he'd say, it's time for you to be here. It's time for you to be here. I dreamt that version of the dream every single night for several years. Years. Sometimes I would have different dreams, but inevitably I would end up, at least part of the dream would be me on this college campus where I began my college with a different professor and the buildings were different. And the professor would tell me, it's time for you to be here. It's time for you to be here. Well, I didn't want to hear that. I didn't want to go back to college. Oh my heavens, I was so, so afraid. Well, as it turns out, I got through my bachelor's program, started on my master's program, and it was actually, I was all the way through my master's program when it dawned on me that here, my very favorite professor in my master's program, the one that taught me all the marriage and family stuff, it was him. It was him in my dreams from the time that Chris and I had gotten married. It was just astonishing to me when I looked back, and that's one reason it's really good to take detailed notes because sometimes you don't notice what you don't notice but when it's in your handprint <laughs> it's a lot easier to uh, pay attention to when you wrote something down that turns out um, years later so for me personally that was good confirmation and there are rough days there are days that I know for a matter of fact that I totally was supposed to be um, a social worker and learn the things that I've learned and even that I'm supposed to be where I am and it's still challenging 
So the confirmation of that directional dream from my subconscious, which I believe comes from um, God or your higher power, or the universe, whatever you choose to call it. But I feel that definitely because in my mind, I was not like, yay, let's go back to college. Heck no. So I really think that we can get some important direction. And then prophetic dreams. There are times in life that I have had dreams that are like grand scale world events. And I think the whole process of that is just like how it was in the Bible where it's either to avoid or make a better choice or it's confirmation that you're staying the course and this is going to be the reward of the outcome that you um, are going to be given. So again, when I notice that there is a world change event, that's usually when I get on the phone with my peeps or I'm texting and I'm saying, hey, I had this dream. Please join me in prayer for a different outcome. And I think that can be pretty startling to people. But all through the Bible is just littered with examples of people that didn't intend to be great or do great things and those are the people that God used to do great things so when we stop and say who am I to do blah 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 it's because you'll listen it's because you will pray it's because you will ask your friend hey that two or more are gathered in my name so shall I be that's the person I'm going to give this dream to because they're going to do something about it so we talked about warning dreams, we talked about direction dreams, that's how I handle a prophetic dream, and then a fear dream. So Young did some research and he talked about how your circumstances and even the temperature of the room that you're falling asleep in can impact your dreams. So if you are very afraid about something in the daytime, you're going to have a dream somewhere in the night that is going to reflect this fear back to you so that you can review it with a different part of your mind. Fear dreams often have a common theme of either feeling chased or being chased. And I can remember a time in my life when I was most stressed was when I would constantly have dreams that somebody was chasing me down and they were shooting me. I was so afraid that I was going to do something wrong when I had my oldest daughter. I was afraid I wasn't going to be a good parent. I was afraid that she was going to get hurt. I was afraid of all kinds of things. And in reflection of that, I just dreamt nonstop about somebody chasing me. It really is different and you have to take a look at how you feel about if you get a chance to see who's chasing you because there is something in that too when you know that you feel like you have to keep running and yet you're not sure that there is somebody chasing you just have a sense of it because anxiety can be really ambiguous like that and so it's important to pay attention to all of the details and so then how do you know the difference between a fear dream, a direction dream, and a prophetic dream? Well, there's usually some telltale signs, and it's different for all of us. 
But the gist of a fear dream is that there is no other emotion in the dream. It's just strictly everything makes you afraid. And that's how it works for me. Where a direction dream, I can be told something that totally sucks, like going back to college, and yet I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid because there's this truth inside of it that I can just feel and really relate to. A prophetic dream, I will see that this is an option, but I don't feel the emotional impact of it because I have this sense that it can be changed when we all come together in prayer. Anxiety, fear dreams are the only dreams that I feel just absolutely terrified and nothing else. There's no other thought. There's no other, here's what you do. There aren't any helpful people in those dreams. You have to really learn to discern that for yourselves and it comes down to really journaling effectively so that you can yourself really be the master of your dream interpretation. You will learn to tell the difference because you will become very, very familiar with what your dreams are saying because in keeping track of them you will see the nuances and the differences and the subtle changes from one flavor of dream to another and the keys to the kingdom in understanding your dreams really is that that dream journal because you are going to see your own patterns and to me, years later after I've had a dream, it's so valuable to be able to go back and say, oh, look at here. Here's some guidance that might help you because this is what you dreamt about all those years ago. I also feel like when we honor our dreams enough to write them down, I think that I feel like God is happy that I valued the message and I feel like it um, has helped me to have more dreams. So it's like honoring what in honoring what I had, I get more. So I feel definitely like there's some value there. Um, some of the other things I like to do is to really be mindful of the atmosphere that I'm falling asleep in. I do the best I can to clear my mind before I go to sleep. I'm not watching information that is new to me. I might be reading because that doesn't seem to rile me up. I'll be reading. I'll be looking at my yoga magazine, something like that, before I drift off to sleep. And I always, I'm warm enough because I have found that if I try to go to sleep cold, I am very likely to have an anxiety dream. Just be mindful of your surroundings and the state that you're in. And there are some people, and I didn't touch on it today with lucid dreams, and, and that's going to be a story for another day. So some people have the ability to very innately just control their dreams and find out particular information. I haven't cracked that code completely for myself yet. So for me personally, when I go to sleep and I'm asking for guidance, I say, you know, God, this is the question on my heart. Help me see what I need to understand about this situation to create a positive outcome for everybody. So something along those lines. Some people like to write on a little five, you know, three by five note card or a sticky note under their pillow about this is what I'd like to dream about. 
some people have had an amazing amount of luck with that. For me personally, it's being calm, focusing on the one area of my life I'd like more information on, and, and that works very well for me. Also, be in tune with, for me personally, I have found out that as the um, nights are getting closer to the full moon, I'm likely to have a lot longer dream, and I'm able to retain the information a lot easier. So some people have an impact with the um, phases of the moon cycle. I also like to diffuse some oils while I sleep, and there are some oils that really help me um, with that. I do the Young Living Essential Oils. There's a blend called The Gift, and that is frankincense and myrrh and a few other really holy oils that um, take me to that space of knowing that is a great oil for meditation when I'm awake. Palo Santo, known as Holywood in South America. That one is very helpful for good dreams. And then a blend called The Three Wise Men. That is super helpful in um, helping me have a more detailed and vivid dream. So those are some of the things that I try. I hope that this information helps you. And I'm going to continue to talk about this topic because I love it so much. I, I think that dreams can really help us feel a sense of purpose, a sense of um, connection with our higher power and other people. And I think that it can help us really feel more secure in times that aren't as secure as we would prefer. Hope it helps. Take it easy, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Sacred Living Podcast, where we do the best we can to bring a little bit more of the sacred to your everyday life. Here we go. I hope you have enjoyed this latest episode of the Sacred Living Podcast helps you bring a little bit more sacred to your life this week. Take good care. Bye now.